This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. studio with the goal to educate, empower, and engage your host, fighting for your American dream, Craig Sewing. Good evening and welcome to the Craig Sewing Show. I am Andrea Kay, fortunate enough, lucky gal that I am to be sitting in tonight for Craig. He's so busy, but you know what? You know, his busyness leaves me room to come in and sit in for him. So, Craig, thank you for letting me fill in for you tonight. Uh, Craig, as you know, is the number one consumer advocate for everybody in San Diego. So if you need help, whether it's in real estate or mortgages or or solar for your home, whatever whatever you need, go to craigsewing.com. He will put you in touch with the top professionals in industry, really, in San Diego. In fact, that's probably why he's so busy, because he's just out connecting people and just providing great service to everybody out in the community. I hope I do a great hour for Craig tonight, because he deserves it, and so do you all out there. So much to cover tonight in the show. We've got another terrorist attack today. We've got major news coming out of Washington, D.C. Just so much happening. Uh, we got to start with the breaking news of the day, which we all thought was going to be Benghazi. But as it turns out, we got another day, another terrorist attack. This time, though, it actually happened in uh, the Middle East, in Turkey. And here to give us the breakdown of everything that happened in, in Istanbul today is Bill Stanton. He's a, a security and safety and a terrorist expert, actually. XNYPD. He's the author of the of the anti terror handbook, and he's going to be with us. I think we might have lost our connection with Bill. Do we have do we have Bill? Hey, Bill Stanton. Welcome to the Craig Sewing Show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, there was so much. Thank you for being here. There was so much news today that, and just so many things happening. I got it. I got hundred pages of reports and Benghazi to go through. And before I have a chance to get my head around that, we got another terrorist attack. I don't even know what happened in Istanbul. Take me there. Tell me. Break it down for me. What happened today? Well, this is a tough one because as reports are still coming in, I don't want to speak out of turn. Suffice to say, terrorist forces had planned in advance terrorist cells to attack and kill the citizens of the country. And what the fear is, is that it's going to mirror what's going to happen here in America. What do you mean? Because we've already had terrorist attacks here, so I'm not sure what you mean. No, no. So what we see, we're going to have more of it. Now, what, what, what happened in the past is people would have to travel overseas and go to these terrorist camps. And what's happening is through the, through the uh, un- unfortunate magic of the Internet, people are now going on websites, getting uh, uh, messages uh, overseas and overseas like ISIS and one back to Americans, American citizens, who become radicalized virtually over their Internet. And it's also happening, uh, unfortunately, in mosques around the country, not all of them, but certain radicalized mosques. And this is not conjecture. This is proof. Mm -hmm. And that's the main fear 
for Americans at home. While we grieve and we pray for the loss of life overseas, Americans is uh, American lives are 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 most utmost concern. Absolutely. And um, I, speaking of American lives, I actually have a friend who's in Istanbul today. She said she didn't even know about it, even though it happened uh, across. Uh, the city from her today. But in terms of this coming here and happening here, a couple things come to mind. First of all, whether you agree or not with the premise in which President Bush went to uh, the Iraq war after Afghanistan, a lot of the philosophy was that better to fight them over there than to bring them here. And there's a couple of different reasons why it is now coming to our shores. And I don't know that it's necessarily due to strictly the internet. I think when you look at the San Bernardino attack, you look at a woman who was supposedly vetted past five background checks, who you talk about studying in a madrasa. She studied in a madrasa in Pakistan that teaches the most extreme uh, jihad you know, ideology, and she was literally imported here into this country by a United States government that has been so steeped and indoctrinated into political correctness that they ignored what she was saying on her social media sites. So, you know, I think I think if we're going to talk... Well, you and I are... I thought you were going a different way with that, but you or I are in lockstep when it comes to that. Uh, Political correctness will kill us all. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do I mean by that? It's we are in such a place of political correctness not to offend. And I am aggravated and I'm containing my aggravation in my voice is when people say the word profiling. Yes. If I am profiling is not a dirty word. If I profile someone based solely on race, that is called prejudice and racism because I'm basing it solely on someone's color or one component, but in a complete profile of someone, just like insurance companies do, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason why, you know, insurance for someone under 25 years old or for a male is different from a female because they go statistically, they go to math. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being it's a numbers, race, it's numbers. Yeah, that's right. Having a race for someone's color is one component of an overall profile. So with every terrorist act, let's say in the last 10 years, you know, uh, from overseas has been from someone who is a radicalized Islamic terrorist, is a male who is five foot eight, 175 pounds, you know, uh, 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 who doesn't speak English that well. And now we're seeing a new component in the female. Mm-hmm. You know, we're constantly playing catch up. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, excuse me for interrupting. If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Craig Sewing Show, and I'm talking to Bill Stanton about uh, terrorism in, in the Istanbul attack. If the numbers tell us who this is, exactly as you just described, there's no excuse for why the United States government is frisking little old ladies that grew up in Des Moines, Iowa. There's no well, reason what, for what it. What they do, because it's political correctness. And what I say, you know, uh, the current power uh the current the current people in power by my optics they're going by emotion what feels right oh we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings when i am going by facts 
Well, they don't seem. I got. I got. I got to budge you there. I got. I got to criticize you there because after Napolitano, as soon as Obama came into office and Janet Napolitano took over DHS, one of the first things she did is they never worry about hurting the feelings of the U.S. military, who they labeled as a greater greater threat than Al Qaeda at the time, returning military from Iraq. They never worry about Christians or conservatives when somebody went into a church in South Carolina and they proceeded to to go so hyper crazy against every southerner out there and removing the dukes of hazard off a of tv they don't they don't worry about offending anybody but muslims right now we know there i said it and i don't contain myself here bill we know that that after orlando we found out that just the week before the dhs had made sure that that the investigative units were not allowed to use words like jihad takia radical islam in any of their investigations no, and it, and, it, and it only gets worse from there, because when you have, because let's say our front lines are, are fantastic officers in blue, they don't want to hear it. I mean, so if, they, if they're putting that message out, what do you think the local beat cop is told? You know, where you have citizens not reporting because they don't want to be called prejudiced. They don't want to be targeted. You know, we have to change that mindset. And there is a healthy balance between not being a racist and not being politically correct. Awareness and education is what will empower us all. Absolutely. And I think that one thing that I do think that we need to do is we need to not let them even use the word racist when it's regarding Islamic terror. Because if Islam is a religion, and, and even if it's not and it's just an ideology, it's not a race. I I am a Christian. I was raised I was raised as a Baptist. Uh, Baptists aren't a race. Catholics aren't a race. It can even be argued that Jews aren't necessarily a race because I've got a lot of friends that converted to Judaism that were Catholics beforehand. You know, it's a, it's a choice to join this ideology, and, and um, or even if you're raised in it, it's still it's still not a race. Um, I forgot that the, the, the state escapes me. But when it was an employee, he uh, it was a disgruntled employee. And he was screaming, Ali Akbar, and he chopped off a lady's head. In and Oklahoma. He was, and he was killed by an off-duty deputy who had, I believe, an AR or, or, or a handgun. And, they, and the government said it was workplace violence. <laughs> you know, the, 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 uh, the psychiatrist, you know, at the military base, who was screaming uh, uh, towards Allah, as he was shooting American soldiers, mm-hmm. that was a disgruntled employee or workplace violence. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is, you know, I think certain elected officials, certain politicians think Americans are morons. And if we're not. We're not as stupid as certain elected officials have, have us to believe. Mm-hmm. We're smarter than that. And I think we need to open the windows and let the sun shine in and identify the bad guy, as well as identify these politicians who think they're going to protect us for our sake out of political correctness. That doesn't work for me, and that doesn't work for the victims that of yeah. terrorists. Well, i got to leave it there. Bill Stanton, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. All right. Now, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue the discussion on radical terrorism because we got to talk about Benghazi. And when I first heard the Benghazi report was out this morning, you know what the first thing flashed into my mind? Kind of what Bill was just talking about in terms of political correctness and trying to shut people up. What did Obama say three weeks afterwards, after knowing it was a terrorist attack? He said at the U.N., the future does not belong to those who would slander the prophet. 
We're going to take a break. We're going to talk about Benghazi right here on the Craig Sewing Show. Sewing. Don't forget, Craig is San Diego's number one consumer advocate. If you have any real estate or financially related needs, make sure you visit Craig online at craigsewing.com. That's craigsewing.com. Visit Craig today. Hey, do you believe in global warming? This seems to be a hot topic these days, no pun intended. Question is this, is it real? Is it man-manufactured? Is it just the earth being old? Or is it just a political play? You know what? I don't know and I don't care. Craig's sewing here, and I'm here to tell you this. Whether global warming exists or not, it always makes sense to try and protect our planet, regardless of global warming and the political argument. It always makes sense to save money. So, why not explore the opportunity financially that exists with solar energy? If you put in solar energy into your home, you can save a ton of money that you're wasting on your electric and gas bill. Why not go solar? It saves you money. And look, it's good for the planet. Whether you believe in global warming or not, doesn't really matter. Anything we can do that's good for the planet that can save you money, two thumbs up for me. The problem is there's a lot of shady companies out there. So I want to recommend just one, the only company that I endorse for solar. It's Baker Electric Solar. They've been in business for almost a century. I know these guys really well. They're good friends of mine. Visit them online, bakerelectricsolar.com. That's BakerElectricSolar.com. You can go there from your smartphone. Today is the day. Let's save some money. Let's get those solar panels. They'll do a complimentary review. BakerElectricSolar.com. Hey, San Diego. Did you know that consumers actually have the choice on who they use for title insurance on their real estate transactions? Most people don't even realize this. Well, you most certainly do. And your choice should be Title 365. Title 365 is one of the most well-known names in title and should be your choice for title insurance on your real estate purchase. You're in great hands with Title 365. Local representatives are available to provide you with the guidance you need. Visit kcbq.com and ask to be connected. Hey, Craig Sewing here, host of the Craig Sewing Show and the American Dream every morning, Channel 4, 1030 a.m. One of the things we do on the show is we give a lot of financial advice. Something you'll hear me say all the time is you can't figure out where you're going to go if you don't know where you are today. That's why we give out a free financial kit to any of our listeners or viewers who want to know, hey, this is where I am. This is how much money I have. This is my trajectory for retirement. You need to know what your retirement age is going to be, how much money is going to get distributed to you. I don't care if you're 30 years old, 60 or 90. These are numbers that actually can be spelled out for you based upon your current allocation. It doesn't take any more money. Just get an analysis. This is what we do. The free financial kit will do this for you. We've given them out to thousands of people and never once had a complaint and we'd love to give you one as well. If you haven't got your free financial kit, it's really simple. You just got to visit me online and ask for it. CraigSewing.com That's Craig with a C. Sewing like a sewing machine. Machine. CraigSewing.com On the contact form, message me. Ask for the free financial kit. It is a gift to you as a listener to our show. Free financial kit, craigsewing.com. Make sure you hit that contact form, no strings attached, and we'll get it to you within 24 hours. craigsewing.com. AM 1170, the answer. Welcome back to the Craig Sewing Show. I'm Andrew K. Honored to be filling in for the one and only Craig Sewing. He's busy tonight, but you can still get him at the touch of a mouse pad. Go to craigsewing.com for anything that you might need. He is the number one consumer advocate. He's available via website. That's where you can also find uh, videos of his TV show, American Dream, which you can watch every day at 10.30 a.m. right here in San Diego on Cox Channel 4, lots of different ways. He's on Twitter. He's on, he's on, I think he's even on Snaps now. He's even on Snapchat. 
Um, but we got to get back to some serious discussions here. Uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, Istanbul and the terrorist attack today and radical Islam. And uh, it's another day, another terrorist attack. Um, before we found out about the date that today, though, an 800-page report was issued by Trey Gowdy and his uh, committee as they have been stonewalled by the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton over the last year and a half. They finally come out with a report. And here to uh, give me his take on it and his take away from it is John Mattis. He's a political analyst, uh, former federal administration attorney and an investigative lawyer. John, welcome to the Craig Sewing Show. Good evening. Um, sorry, I'm trying to change headsets in the, in the middle of a conversation. All right, so tell me your take on the report today. Well, I applaud the committee for doing an exhaustive investigation. I, as someone who has worked in the Hill and done these kind of investigations, they require a great deal of diligence by the staff. The staff did that. The report details out everything the public needs to know about what really happened in Benghazi, and it's sad. It's sad because in the past, I've represented covert operatives, and you look at any military operation, and so frequently we find our ground-level troops, our covert operators, extended too far without the proper logistical support. We don't hear about those kind of tragedies, but we are going to be able to analyze what happened at Benghazi because, thanks to this report, and the report clearly spells out that we, as a country, were overextended in Benghazi. There were reports of violence. There were reports of inadequate staffing. There were reports of terrorists operating in the region. And we did nothing about it. We, because we were running how many different operations? When you look at the world and look at our ability to combat terrorism around the world, we need to take charge. But at the same time, when we're trying to have a presence in countries around the world where there's terrorism, we're putting people in harm's way. Well, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me interrupt you there because you're, you've already gotten some great points out there and I want to address that. First of all, when you say we, I think that um, the American people rely on their administration to run and the commander in chief to run these operations, whether they involve the CIA or whether it's, you know, Army or Marine Corps. The average American is relying on the administration to to run operations that take security of the American citizens into account, do everything that they can to keep them secure. I did not have the opportunity to make these these decisions. Hillary Clinton did. So sometimes I think the use of the word we is meant to kind of deflect off of who really should be held responsible. And this lies directly at the feet of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. What went down in Benghazi was not a budget issue. It was not that we were spread too thin because we all know, and in fact, what we have happened here, the bottom line for me is, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton got rid of a man who got uh, deposed Gaddafi, who posed no threat to the United States and got had coughed up his WMD. They ran guns to to the enemies in Syria, which ended up in the hands of ISIS. They denied security requ- request on purpose, allowed four Americans to die, and then they lied to the American people and launched a cover up about it. So that is not that is directly at the feet of Hillary Clinton and Obama. Well, remember. And I've represented those covert operators who have left them behind and have left in prison camps of the enemy. I know firsthand that this is not the first time it's happened, and it's not going to be the last time. And blame one person. We have to look institutionally. If we have military personnel in Benghazi, Libya, 
Where are the aircraft to protect them? They're over in Spain because we are operating beyond our military capabilities. Actually, but, and, but you know what? The, those, those aircraft, could, this went on for 13 hours. It don't exactly. take that long to get a plane from Spain over there. So th- this is no, not about it. This is not about overextension. What about actually, the drones that were unarmed while the while the White House sat and watched them be bombed? There was hundreds. There was an intentional. There was an intentional. There was an intentional. Yeah. Okay. Let's say that's true. Let's say that's true. Why in the world did Hillary Clinton and the State Department intentionally not follow the law in terms of providing security to them? Ah, good point. And I challenge you, and I challenge anyone in San Diego, California, to talk to the covert operators, to talk to the people in the Marine Corps, to talk to the SEAL forces, and say, are you adequately protected on every single mission? And, and have the, the bureaucrats standing behind you filled in every regulation that provides you security? I don't care what happened. In an, see, here's the problem that I have. I, it does not mitigate what happened with, in Benghazi with Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama just because some other bureaucrat failed to sign some piece of paper or do something in another place. That's not what we're supposed to be about. That doesn't happen to me. I don't get, if I get pulled over for speeding, I don't get to say to a cop, you know what, you know, so when you let this I'm other gonna, person. I'm going to break some news to you. This happens all the time around the world with our covert operations. I'm going to break that I, I know. I have family members that are in the covert operation business. I know well what happens in the covert operation business. We're talking about what happened in Benghazi. And we're talking exactly. about the fact, and we're talking about the fact that, let's say, they didn't do anything wrong. The, the lie, the cover-up that went down by this administration and impeding an investigation, they should be held accountable for that. At least, and if not, if they're not held accountable, their lives. I know. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point. Well, exactly. We have to look operationally. What do you do to someone in covert operation who is providing security to an outpost that is not within the range of military aircraft for extraction? What do you do? We do that every time we send out some of these. No, we don't do that every time. And I tell you something else. I don't want, let's keep on focus. You're trying to take, you're trying to shift and deflect away from holding Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama responsible for the lives of those four Americans. Of course they're responsible. Then what should happen to them? What should happen to them? At the very least. All up and down the chain of command. So what should happen with them? Because I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, just like with their emails, I don't want to hear that uh, some previous State Department person, you know, did the same thing with, then I say, then I say prosecute them. I don't want, we must stop this. If that's happening in every covert operation, then then hold everybody accountable. It does not mitigate. It does not mitigate. It's not happening. We have not had an ambassador murdered like this in, since, since when? When was the last time we had an ambassador? We've had failed operations. When, you know, you can go back to Pearl Harbor. You can go back to all of the military operations with 9-11. What is, who was held accountable for not reading the intelligence before we had 3,000 people murdered? How, who, who was prosecuted? Bill Clinton should have been prosecuted because he could have, under that, because he could have taken out Osama bin Laden. Bill Clinton and George oh, So I guess under your, I guess, I guess under your mindset, you know what, this just happens every day. So you know what, it's okay that, that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton did this. And, you, you know, know, it's just okay. I believe, I believe that for the, for the people serving our country, they deserve the best. They deserve the best logistical support. 
and it has to be a top-down analysis. And this, that's what this report does. This report, and I've just read it, and I'll go through and they call it the tyranny of distance. It's a military term because we couldn't get operational forces in at a, at a moment's notice. And that's in, a moment's notice, 13 operation. hours. There is no excuse. There is no I, excuse for what happened in Benghazi. Absolutely no excuse. And Obama I, knows I, it I, and I, Hillary knows I, it. And that's why that's why they have fought this investigation and fought the truth for so long. And they know well, that this was about a failed they, foreign policy. They know this was failed leadership. They well, know that they intentionally left those people to die. They know that they, they had them there running an illegal gun running operation. And they need to be what? held accountable for it. I, 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 I think, I'll give you 10 I, seconds and then I got to go. We all share responsibility for not standing up for our troops, period. Well, I don't share any responsibility for it. And if I had anything, if I had been in Congress, I would not have let that woman get away with shouting anybody down and saying, what difference does it make? I would have been demanding that we not overextend ourselves in our foreign policy, period. Well, I would would be... I would be demanding, I would be demanding that Hillary Clinton be already have done a perp walk for the lies because anybody else who went before Congress and perjured themselves like she did would have already been in orange. I got to leave it there. Congress could have done that. Congress, there was a Republican majority. Why didn't they censure her? They should have, they should have done it. I'm with you there. That, on that we can agree, but I'm, I'm, unfortunately I'm up against a break. Hey, thank you for that good debate. I appreciate it. I really do. John Mattis, thanks for being here. All right, we're going to, we got to shift gears because I got to get into some economic news when we come back. We got lots of. Lots happening here on the Craig Sewing Show tonight. Thanks for being with me. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the 15 freeway southbound at the 8 freeway interchange, a crash a little bit earlier clearing stages. The Padres playing at Petco Park this evening, and that means extra slow going on roads around that venue. And the San Diego County Fair continues this evening, so look for extra crowding in Del Mar. San Diego's only live and local morning talk show, Mark Larson, morning 6 to 9. I'm Richard Turnage John AM 1170. The answer. Sewing. Don't forget, Craig is San Diego's number one consumer advocate. If you have any real estate or financially related needs, make sure you visit Craig online at craigsewing.com. That's craigsewing.com. Visit Craig today. Hey, San Diego, Craig Sewing here. One of the things I know very well is real estate. Inman News nominated me for most influential in the space, and I launched a nationwide network built on the timely truths of our real estate market. Look, one of the many relationships you're going to encounter when buying a home or refinancing is who handles the money, also known as the escrow company. When it comes to hundreds of thousands of dollars or maybe even millions of dollars in a real estate transaction, you can't just use anyone. I trust Oakwood Escrow. These guys and gals are the best in the business, offering trustworthy service, whether you're a consumer or or in the real estate business. Nobody gets it done better than Oakwood Escrow. That's who I'd use, and you should too. Visit them at oakwoodescrow.com. That's oakwoodescrow.com. Hey, San Diego, Craig Sewing here. Look, one of the things that nobody likes to hear is that they got bugs in their home. Almost all California homes have some sort of bug or termite problem. It's not a cool thing to have bugs running around your house, so I'm going to help you get rid of them. I want you to connect with Lloyd's Pest Control. These are our good friends at the Craig Sewing Show. They can help you. They've been in business putting bugs out of business since 1931. They'll do a free inspection for you. If you want to get your biggest investment checked out, make sure there's not bugs or termites, go to lloydpest.com. That's lloydpest.com. Dot com and get a free inspection of your real estate today. 
Are you sick and tired of the mainstream media? Tired of politicians? Tired of political correctness? Maybe some of the stuff you see on social media, it all can get a little bit nauseating. I agree with you. My name is Craig Sewing. You've heard me on KCBQ for years. You've probably seen my TV show, The American Dream, on Channel 4 every morning. All of this stuff gets put up at craigsewing.com. Look, I believe we live in the greatest city in the greatest country on the planet. And therefore, all of the shows, the things we do online, our social media, everything that is tied to my model and my brand is about lifting you and the American dream as a whole. I want you to join the movement. I really hope you can. It's really simple. We are doing radio shows, TV shows, newsletters, social media, all celebrating the fact that we live in the greatest country on the planet. I know there's a lot of negativity out there, but let's remember, San Diego, the weather's perfect year-round. In this country, people get paid more on welfare than doctors in other countries. We have an immigration problem where millions want in, not out of this country. We have a volunteer military that is willing to die to protect your freedoms. We have an amazing country. We should celebrate that. That's why I have a TV show called The American Dream, and it's why I'm asking you to join this mission. How do we do it? We spread the word. It's that simple. If you visit me online at craigsewing.com, there's a tab for the Dream Team. Join the Dream Team. It's just going to notify you of all the cool things we have going on in radio, TV, social media, and it gives you the opportunity to share the content and add your own two cents as well. I believe we can create our own movement. It starts at craigsewing.com. There's no strings attached. I'm not trying to get any money out of you or anything closely related to that. Not at all. Let's spread the word, craigsewing.com. Go there today. Join the Dream Team. Help us spread the word on the American Dream. Hey, Craig Sewing here, consumer activist. You hear me every day at 6 p.m. on KCBQ. My goal is to help you win in any marketplace. One of the things that applies to every single person that listens to our show and that's listening right now, you have a credit score, and more likely than not, it has inaccuracies on it. Nobody seems to understand how these things work. Here's what I can tell you. I have a credit expert that's a partner in the show named Aran Sinai. I call him the credit magician. If you've ever had any issues with your credit, you want to get your scores up, maybe a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or maybe just a collection. You know the city of San Diego can send parking tickets to collections? Crazy. Well, bad credit's a choice. Reach out to Aran Sinai. How do you do that? You go to our website, AmericanDreamElite.com. AmericanDreamElite.com. Hit me up on the contact form. I'll connect you with Aran. AmericanDreamElite.com. If you've ever had any credit issues whatsoever, AmericanDreamElite.com. This is AM 1170, The Answer. All right, welcome back to the Craig Sewing Show. Glad to have you all here with me tonight. Thank you, Craig, for letting me sit in while the cat's away. You know I like to play. And one of my favorite playing buddies is Kalyan Pokola from Pokola Law. I asked him to come on the show tonight because there are a couple of legal business stories that have been driving me bananas. And one actually involves Disney. And I know that was a story from a couple of weeks ago. But the horrific story of what happened down in Disney, the Disney World Resort in Florida, in Orlando, it was an absolutely horrific situation there in terms of a family who lost a child due to an alligator. And so much of the story centered around that horrific incident. Then it became about videos of 
Splash Mountain and evidence that Disney kind of knew about aggressive alligators in the area. And I got to think, well, of course Disney knew about aggressive alligators in Florida because that's the natural habitat. So where does the legal line get crossed when you're talking about a business, whether it's Disney or anybody else, I've been pondering this and I haven't heard anybody talk about it. What is the business well, like? Let me let me pose my question out there to the listeners, Colleen. What is the business legal liability when a business is operating on public property and in particular a natural habitat? Well, for example, when you look at Disney, they have uh, they built their park for Disney World on a bunch of swamp land, and the swamps have alligators. And I know you're from you know you're LSU, you're from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of gators down there too. And you know that there's no way to control nature. I mean, we'd love to. We feel like humanity has controlled nature and taken it over. But there are alligators, you know, by Splash Mountain. There are alligators by this pool and you know this uh, lagoon. And the fact of the matter is. While Disney is probably going to settle because they don't want you know this to just play out for years, right? Uh, this really reminds me of a case actually from the '70s where a kid fell into the Cinderella moat at Disney World and drowned. Oh! And what I think the big difference is here is what was foreseeable. Was Disney could Disney foresee that an alligator was going to come up and snatch this kid? And you know, from the facts of this case of this uh, you know, poor Nebraska family, the father jumped in the water and tried to wrestle the alligator for his son and just was unable to get the kid. So that means he was close enough to the kid that, you know, there was a chance, you know, that, you know, the alligator would have been, you know, fought off or whatnot. But the problem is, is that Disney has had uh, this park for, you know, what, about 50 years now, mm-hmm. and there's been zero alligator attacks. Okay. And... I don't think that Disney could honestly have foreseen this happening. And that's the real crux of the issue. Could Disney have foreseen this? And if they could have foreseen it, what would they have done? Could they have built, like, a big, you know, a fence around the lagoon? Well, that's not going to look pretty. Uh, Or tell kids not to go near that. Well, parents are still not going to listen, or kids aren't going to listen to uh, stay away sign, and they're still going to be near the water. So really, I feel like this was... Right. Is there any... This is really unlucky. So, okay, so there's not really any precedent or anything established from a legal standpoint that if a business like the Hotel Dell here in San Diego, which is operating on a public beach, um, that there's nothing, there's no specifics in the law that says um, what you're supposed to do to protect people from injury due to a natural habitat. Well, right. I think there's a certain assumption of risk. Uh, if you're gotcha. if you're at a park, you know, and you you know, if you're by a lagoon, you don't know if it's going to be an alligator or some sort of other type of animal. You know that we're right next to nature, and nature, you know, isn't civilized. Right, and, and I think, as, and I think it's an important. My heart goes out to those parents. I just, I, I don't want to be that heartless lawyer out there. I feel terrible for these parents. No one should lose a child, especially you know, especially like this. But I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily Disney's fault. Do I think Disney would settle? Probably because Disney just doesn't want this to like be in the public eye for, you know, for ages. Well, and I also do think that, and, and I don't know what legislation there is regarding signage in terms of warning people, but there were reports that families at that very property in that lagoon had been chased by alligators previously. So instead of no swimming signs, they clearly, in my opinion, should have put up signs warning people actually of those dangers. Like if there's a shark sighting, which we had recently out here in California, up around the Huntington Beach area, the beaches were closed 
closed. Signage was put up, you know, no swimming. Why no swimming? Because of sharks. So, but right. I don't know, but I don't know how much of that is in the, is just good business practice or just good safety practice versus what's well, actually the let, law. Let, because let, sometimes we have to let, distinguish between what somebody should do as just a matter of good business versus what does the law say is required? Well, so let's just put it this way. You're making a really good point. If there, if what it all boils down to is, should Disney have known about the possibility of an alligator attack? The way you, you, you just posited it, it looks like, yeah, Disney knew that some people got chased. So why, why even make this area accessible to children? And why make it accessible to children? And they got attacked at like 930 at night where it was dark, where you couldn't see the alligator coming, uh, you know, and it just seems like a recipe for, for disaster. So if Disney should have known, then why did he even let people anywhere near that lagoon to begin with? And that's where I feel like that case can turn. Right. But nothing's going to bring those kids, you know, no, nothing's going to bring that kid back. And, um, you know, Disney has taken some steps while putting up a bunch of signage, you know, that, you know, alligators are there. And in the end, you know, this kid was, uh, what, four years old? Yeah. I don't think he could have read a alligator warning sign anyway, so he may have run right into the water anyway. Right. We don't know. Exactly. So, yeah, so I I guess it comes down to knowledge of of foreseeability, I guess. And do do we have any situations in San Diego? Because I got to thinking about all the different scenarios. If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Craig Sewing Show. I'm Andrea Kay filling in for Craig. And we're talking to Kalyan Pokola about business and, and liability when operating a business on public property, which is also natural habitat, of which we have so much here in San Diego from the beaches and just bays. Yeah. The rattlesnakes. In San Diego, we have a lot of rattlesnakes, and, you know, they're entitled to, you know, slither around San Diego just like us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, and they're, you know, they're not very aggressive. You know, they do, they do rattle, and they try to give you a knowledge that, hey, back off. But, you know, rattlesnake bites still happen. And if you have a business that's really close to where there are a large number of rattlesnakes and you know that there are rattlesnakes often out there, then it makes sense to, if you're a small business owner, to put up signs and say, hey, beware of rattlesnakes. Uh, and even then, I mean, you still might get food, but you can at least say, hey, look, mm-hmm. we knew it was foreseeable, and we, we had a duty to warn, and we, we let these customers know, hey, there are rattlesnakes there. And there's no right. way to prevent rattlesnakes, and there's no way to pre- really prevent gators. Right. Uh, gators, gotcha. uh, you know, they don't take direction. <laughs> well, you know, I got to tell you, I kind of lulled one to sleep down in the bayou a couple of years ago with some candy orange slices. Fact, it was out by way of Bro Bridge, not far out of... Were those uh, dipped in bourbon? Yeah, No, they were dipped in bourbon, but that would have been even better. I could have had me some drunk gator. I was trying to lure him because I don't know if you know this, but we love to eat us some gator in, down in Louisiana. Yeah, what, does, what does gator taste like? It's yeah, good. It, it's very good. It tastes a little bit like chicken. It's One stringy of my, a bit. Well, we usually crumble it up. It usually gets up in... in into the form of a sausage and then which gets crumbled so it would end up being kind of like the texture of like sautéed chunks of turkey sausage or like Italian turkey sausage but it also makes a phenomenal cheesecake if you ever get to New Orleans trust me on this go to Giacomo's uptown eat you some cheesecake I gotta shift gears into another area another topic that I could spend all day on and it's all these lawsuits and all of these um um not not lawsuits necessarily, but laws that get passed involving Airbnb. The first one came out in New York, in which uh, New York City decided to pass a bill banning any short-term 
uh, apartment listings through Airbnb. And I'm thinking, how in the world can somebody tell a property owner, call Jan, how and when they should be able to rent out their property? Well, first off, I think that I don't. while I don't agree with what the city of San Francisco is doing, I think we've always been, you know, we're not allowed to run a business out of our homes if we live in a residential district, if we're zoned for it. Uh, but I completely, I'm completely 100% on the side of Airbnb here. San Francisco has picked a fight with Airbnb that I don't think it can, I don't think it can win. And basically, you know, Airbnb has done the right thing by filing a lawsuit against San Francisco, you know, being proactive and saying, uh, that basically San Francisco has been trying to force Airbnb to help enforce its housing law. And that's not Airbnb's problem. And as it stands, people rent out their apartments with some restrictions, but they also must register with the city. And if you don't register for the city, they, um, they're trying to punish you. So they're trying to make Airbnb uh, punish the people who use Airbnb, these hosts, for any unverified listings. And it seems really ridiculous because under the Communications Decency Act, which is probably one of the most hallowed laws for Internet companies, it just keeps companies protected. Like, it's legal protection that keeps Google from being held responsible for the actions of websites that search engines point to, and it lets eBay and Amazon run large marketplaces where they don't have complete control of the vendors who are selling stuff. Okay. So while Airbnb could set some rules, the company basically is perfectly within their rights to push all the legal liability onto the users themselves. So, I mean, imagine this, right? Pretend a state or city forced eBay to verify that all the sellers had the appropriate local business licenses. Oh, my gosh. How, 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 how does yeah, that work? That's insane. You know, and, and it is completely insane. And so courts have repeatedly sided with you know, companies in Airbnb's position before. And I think that San Francisco is going to have a hard, hard road, a very challenging road, convincing a judge that its new policies don't run afoul of this law. Mm-hmm. So local, local laws can still be a big problem for Airbnb, and the city can find you know, or come up with laws that could find Airbnb, but they cannot force Airbnb to basically be the sheriff's. and make them follow the law. This just doesn't work. Well, whether it's the San Francisco situation in which Airbnb is suing them or it's New York City where the legislators passed a law banning short-term, what it's really about ultimately is it's just government intrusion into the free marketplace. Whether it's in San Francisco, what it's about there is, like you said, it's about trying to force Airbnb to be the sheriff. In New York City, it's it's just a, a local government just trying to flat out put the jackpot boot of tyranny, in my opinion, on Airbnb, because their reasoning up in New York City is that um, it, um, it's in, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a security issue if right. if renters don't know, well, you know what, I don't get to interview, if my neighbors next door decide to rent their house out on a two-year lease, I don't get to interview those people and decide whether or not um, I'm well, safe, nor do I get to regulate overnight. Rental yes. market, but I think the biggest issue is that our lawmakers don't these new technologies keep coming out that keep changing our economy and the laws and lawmakers are always reactive, not proactive, because mm-hmm. they can't know what a situation is before it happens. And they often come across as too they come over too uh, what's the word? Too heavy handed. Right. To these companies because they don't know how to respond properly. So, you know, you got to work. You got to work the common sense angle. If you want to tax Airbnb in some way, 
uh, and then have it pay for the security measures, you know, those are one thing. But trying to really limit their business and trying to make them force them to, you know, up, you know, sheriff and police their own users. That's not going to get anyone anywhere. Right. And that's a good and, point, because I can understand maybe wanting to, to ensure, you know, that somehow have safety concerns or whatever and or, you know, or be honest about it that you want to tax. But, you know, some of the excuses that New York City came up with didn't make sense to me because you look at our beach areas here to where we have long term uh, homeowners who live there year round mixed in with rental property owners who do short term nightly rentals, two day rentals. We've got rentals going on in the beach areas just for specific time periods in which we've got San Diego State and other colleges in there. And every bit of that is goes on. You know, what's going on in our beach areas is exactly what they're trying to outlaw in New York City. So, and right. you know, it, it, so it doesn't make sense. What it's about is about government control. It's kind of like Uber, where you've got somebody coming up, some great new business idea that, like you said, nobody thought of it. And the government's like, hey, we're losing out on money here. And we're losing out on an opportunity to control and to regulate what is supposed to be free market and um final thoughts on the disney and on the airbnb before i gotta let you go yeah well disney i feel like they're gonna end up settling i feel like they should have had some sort of idea if that there were alligators there and a common sense approach would have been to seal that area off uh and and what really goes down to disney's liability is what did they try to do to make sure that this area is more safe? Mm-hmm. If they knew that the alligators were possibly there, did they try to ward alligators away somewhere else and push them somewhere else? Or did their actual, their recent construction of these very expensive bungalows that remind me of Tahiti push the alligators actually back Ooh, to that lagoon? good point. And final thoughts on Airbnb? Uh, San Francisco is crazy. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, 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 you know, it's like if they wanted to make it a tax, God knows it would have passed in San Francisco. Yeah. So why, why make it so intrusive as to try to force them to do something? And it's such a waste of taxpayer resources. Right. I think it, I always think of it whenever any state passes something that I think is unconstitutional or just not going to pass, like you know, if it's you know devoted to reproductive rights or whatever. If you know that it's not going to pass, you're just wasting your company's tax, your, 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 your people's taxpayer money. And really, you should save that for, you know, important things like repaving roads or right. health care or police or fire. Yeah, the not, taxes, not, taxes would have passed in New York City and in San Francisco. They should have just been honest about it, what they were trying to get over and get that passed. Um, absolutely. How can people get a hold of you, particularly small business owners in San Diego who definitely need uh, your advice? Yeah, 619 394 zero one eight seven is uh, my direct line to my office, or you can give me an email at info at Poco Law, which is P is in Peter O K A L A Law dot com. Awesome, thanks I'd be so happy much. To help you. All right, call you on. Take good care. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back. We're going to talk about the stock market. You remember all the doom and gloom that we heard about Brexit? Well, guess what? Things weren't looking quite so bad today. We're going to talk about it right after the break. This is the Craig Sewing Show. I'm Andrea K. Filling in for Craig. Don't go anywhere. Sewing. Don't forget, Craig is San Diego's number one consumer advocate. If you have any real estate or financially related needs, make sure you visit Craig online at craigsewing.com. That's craigsewing.com. Visit Craig today. 
Your home should be a place that you love coming to. Hi, I'm Nikki Klug, interior designer, and there is nothing I enjoy more than helping San Diegans live in homes that they fall madly in love with. I've helped hundreds of homeowners experience a sense of luxury, rejuvenation, and inspiration in their everyday lives. If you need help creating a home that you love, please visit me online at NikkiKlugDesign.com or call me at 619-948-7173. Hey, Craig Sewing, host of the Craig Sewing Show, where I am committed to helping you win in any marketplace. We talk so much about politics and the financial markets and real estate, really important stuff. Much of it you can't control. Well, I want to give you a piece of advice today on something you can control. What if I told you I could help you make more money without earning another dime? I know it sounds crazy, but the reality is it's through your tax plan. So many people rely on CPAs to do their taxes for you. At the end of the year, you're going to see if you're getting money back or if you owe money and you call that a tax plan. That is not a tax plan. That's just shuffling papers and seeing what happens. I got to introduce you to our good friend with Jennings Financial Group, Douglas Jennings. Doug Jennings can help you reduce your tax liability, do it legally, ethically, and get you well on your way. This is something that you can control. You can do it today. I highly encourage you to visit him online, JenningsFinancialSD.com. JenningsFinancialSD.com. It's not what you make. It's what you keep. Visit Doug online today, JenningsFinancialSD.com. Hey, San Diego, did you know that consumers actually have the choice on who they use for title insurance on their real estate transactions? Most people don't even realize this. Well, you most certainly do. And your choice should be Title 365. Title 365 is one of the most well-known names in title and should be your choice for title insurance on your real estate purchase. You're in great hands with Title 365. Local representatives are available to provide you with the guidance you need. Visit kcbq.com and ask to be connected. Hi, this is AJ Gupta from the Gupta Legal Center. You've probably seen us on the American Dream TV show and the Craig Sewing Radio Show. We're honored to be featured as the exclusive real estate attorney and honored to be trusted by Craig and all of his top producing realtors. Our office was also featured as a super lawyer representing California's top 5% of attorneys. You may not know whether you need an attorney or not. My suggestion is you kind of have an idea whether there's a problem or a question. So I suggest if you don't know whether you need an attorney or not, give us a call. We'd be happy to pick up the phone give you a call back, figure out what it is that you need to have addressed. If we can't or don't know the issue, then we can definitely point you in the right direction. Our phone number is 619-866-3444. That's 619-866-3444. And that's guptalc.com. G-U-P-T-A-L-C.com. AM 1170, the answer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170, the answer. Welcome back to the Craig Sewing Show. It's not Saturday night. It's Tuesday night right here on AM 1170 KCBQ. And I'm Andrea Kay filling in for Craig. Go to CraigSewing.com. Number one consumer advocate in San Diego. That's where you can hear past episodes of the Craig Sewing Show here on KCBQ. You can find episodes of the American Dream TV show. You can learn all about Craig and get in touch with any of the amazing professionals that he has in his network. Because he is about protecting the American dream. And that includes your money. And guess what? Remember all the dire predictions from Brexit. Oh my goodness. Oh, the sky was a whole lot of chicken littles out there. And we did have a couple of really rough days in the market, but guess what? The Dow closed today. The Dow industrial closed up 269 points. The NASDAQ was up 97 and almost a half. The S&P was up today. And you know what else was up? UK and European banks, their shares were up today like 6%. 
including the Italian banks. So, you know, I think, I, I, in fact, I think a lot of the immediate sell-off and the panic was actually a result of all the fear-mongering that happened beforehand. Look, you know, Great Britain was around doing business a long time before the EU. And you know what the EU was about? It was a trade deal that went really, really bad. It all sounds really good. Oh, free markets, it's just going to be so much easier for everybody to pass goods and services. And it sounds really good, right? What's that old saying about the road to what is paved with what? Uh, well, that's how trade deals get out, get out of hand, right? And then little by little, it started out as supposedly a trade deal. Before they know it, they're upside down to the tune of $12 billion a year over there in their trade deal. And they've outsourced all of their sovereignty. They don't get to make any decisions for themselves anymore. Well, guess what? That's happening here in America. It started with NAFTA. I had the no one NAFTA t-shirt back in the day. And it's continuing with the TPP that Hillary Clinton now acts like she's against. But back in 2012, she was calling it the gold standard. I did a whole show in the Andrea K. Show about the TPP. It's just like the EU. It starts out seemingly as some way for so beneficial to the American economy in terms of free trade. We don't want any inhibitors on the American businesses being able to sell their goods. Oh, and it's going to improve the working conditions for people around the world. All these amazing promises. And you get inside the details of it and you realize that like the EU, it ends up giving away our sovereignty. There are foreign bodies that will be making the decisions that affect all of our lives. We became the number one economy and number one country in the world because of a free market system, because of American ingenuity, because of American entrepreneurship, because of a free market system. We must protect it. Donald Trump gave a great speech today with seven points. I'm going to read you a few of them today. Trump doesn't have any specifics. He's, he's giving all this talk out there about how he's going to make America great again. He's not giving any specifics. Well, let me tell you, Google his speech. Too many specifics for me to even get into today. He talked about the fact that not only would he renegotiate NAFTA, a bad trade deal, he talked about how if they wouldn't deal with him, if they wouldn't play, he would invoke Article 2205. Who even knew there was a 2205? You know who knows it? Trump does. He says that's a way to tell them that America intends to invoke 2205 and play hardball if Mexico won't play. He talked about China. He talked about how that if they continue, if they won't stop their illegal activity, including the theft of American trade secrets on top of other espionage and things that they've stolen uh, in terms of intellectual property. He says that, that he's going to use every lawful presidential power to deal with their trade disputes and deal with their I- illegal activity. He's invoking Section 201, Section 301 of the Trade Act of 74, Section 232 of the Trade Expansion Act of 1962. We're talking specifics here. We need to make America great again. We, there's nothing wrong. We need, we need to come up. You know what we need to do, DJ Carrot Sticks? We need to come up with a word. Britain and exits the EU as Brexit. We need to come up with a word for America pulling out before they even get in to this stupid TPP deal. That's what we need to come up with. Okay, so find out, you know, a couple of other points and post tariffs. Um, uh, he's going to have the Secretary of Commerce identify every trade agreement that's been violated. These are some serious specifics. He even goes on to explain that he probably won't even have to do half of these because when people know that you're serious, that's when they decide, you know, to, to, to act straight and fly right. I hope that I've been flying right for Craig tonight, filling in for him on the show. Uh, again, go to craigsewing.com. 
number one consumer advocate in San Diego. Whatever your need is, he can put you in touch with the right professionals. Go to craigsewing.com. That's where you will see past episodes of the American Dream TV. I'm a regular guest on that. It's every morning at 1030 a.m. So you might see some past episodes of me. Um, Follow me. By the way, I'm on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram. My website is andreakshow.com. I've got a little show here on KCBQ myself. In fact, I'm coming up tonight at 8 o'clock, and I'm going to be talking to Megan Barth. I'm going to be talking to her about Benghazi and about Istanbul. Um, I'm even going to even have a friend of mine come on. We've got to have some laughs tonight. She's a stand-up comic named Grace Fraga. So um, she's going to be on we got more to talk about later on here at 8 o'clock. DJ Carrot Sticks, thank you so much. Thank you to John Mattis. Thank you for Jim Stanton. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks so much. Sewing. Don't forget, Craig is San Diego's number one consumer advocate. If you have any real estate or financially related needs, make sure you visit Craig online at craigsewing.com. That's craigsewing.com. Visit Craig today. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.